everybody welcome 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 back to another growth on my terms podcast i am your host janine truitt today is june 22nd and i am ever so blessed to be coming to you from none other than my favorite place in the whole wide world the beach i am literally at the beach and decided um, this morning that I was going to get up and catch myself a sunrise and it has been caught. It was absolutely grand, absolutely gorgeous. Um, I highly recommend. It's one of those things that I feel is the pinnacle of spirituality in the sense that like there's just nothing more majestic than I think watching the sun rise into the sky and how it just lights everything up little by little and I feel the same way about sunsets it's like the closing of something it's almost like a a rebirth and a death all in one day but anyhow I got myself up and rolled out washed my face and said girl get up and get out because I really was quite tired I didn't think I was gonna make it and then at like about 508 I got my entire life and said okay get up and go see this thing like I just felt this pull so anyhow I'm at the beach and I figured it's a good time to come and chat with you all so um, recently I posted on growth on my terms about misery being a communicable disease and so I wanted to just dive a little deeper on that and you know just some things that I'm experiencing so I mean I think there's there's a lot of different camps right now when it comes to I guess you know people's unhappiness and you know then there's the mental health aspect and and all these sorts of things so you know like let's just start with this whole movement of toxic positivity and things like that so I don't think that I'm in a camp of the toxic positivity where I'm always telling people they've got to be happy and up and bright and sprightly uh there's definitely something to be said for that sort of nonsense But at the same token, I think that people need to understand and I think part of where, you know, the toxic positivity movement has come from is just from a lack of awareness of like why people are kind of speaking to you in that manner. So I don't think that it's about let me just pour a bunch of positivity on you in the hopes that you'll sparkle and shine. Um... You know, or I don't even think that it's really even to dismiss what you're going through, the unhappiness you might feel, the depression you may feel. I don't think it's that at all, Um, although it could be. And so if it has been that for you and you have evidence to the effect, then, you know, take this for what it is. But I think what it is, is I think when people when certain people have reached a point in their lives where they've done the work um, and when I say done the work I mean that you have had several dark moments because 
the funny thing with happiness is that it just doesn't happen. It's not as if one day you just wake up and you have this epiphany and it's just like, oh, I'm happy. Um, or that somebody kind of sprinkles something on you and then it's like, oh, happy. It's not the relationship that you just miraculously get into and then it's like, oh, I'm happy. No, it's not like this at all. Uh, I think most people who have achieved happiness and feel like they are fairly happy on a pretty regular basis, um, you know, without really any aforethought, I think these are people who have been through some stuff. I feel like these are some people who have seen the dark. Like, I feel like you have to go through really dark and ominous moments in order to achieve happiness, or at least that's been my experience. So, um, I mean, I've generally been a happy person for the majority of my life, but I would say like in the last five years, as I've gone through kind of this transformation and evolution, I have had many dark moments, more I think than people recognize. And the interesting thing about it is that I was having these dark moments really amidst some really great times in my life, excuse me. I was having them amidst really awesome, amazing, epic times in my life. And so I think those toxic positivity people are generally like, you know, well, well, what is there to be upset about? Or what is there to be, you know, having dark moments when all these great things are happening in your life? And, um, you know, the, the deal is, is that we all have been pretty much conditioned to achieving happiness through things and through people. And that is a huge misstep and it's a misstep that you don't really catch until a lot later <laughs> than you should I think I hope you know like I think the younger generation may be better at this and when I say younger generation I'm talking Gen Zers I feel like them and perhaps you know anybody whatever that generation is behind them will be better at this um, largely because they're not afraid to tackle their own mental health concerns earlier. Whereas I feel like for people in my age group, so I'm talking 35 to 45, it was kind of a taboo thing. It was mental health was that thing that you didn't talk about. Mental health was that thing that you... Um, you heard your family speak about in a negative way, you know, was we didn't, we don't talk about those things, you know, kind of business. And, you know, I think many of us have awoken to the fact that we do need to talk about it. And we do need to do something about it much earlier. But, you know, I really do think the younger folks will do this better. But again, coming back to this whole Misery is a communicable disease and toxic positivity. Again, I'm feeling like that, I'm feeling the intention behind why people say what they say is not exactly what people think it is. So while it might be toxic to you, I don't feel like the intention is to be toxic. I think it's once you have gotten happy, 
once you have gotten yourself a lot further away from misery. It doesn't mean that misery doesn't come to creep in every once and again, but I think that once you've gotten yourself to a point where by and large, you can maintain a balanced temperament about your life and its unfolding, it's almost like you want it for everybody else. You want everybody else to know that happiness. You want everybody else to achieve it at some point in their life. You And you don't want to see them suffer because you've been there and you know what it is. You know what it's like. And it's almost like, how can I get you to a point of feeling this emotion that I feel in the quickest way? Now, the way they're thinking about it is by pouring positivity on you. It doesn't work. And so that's just like a lack of awareness on their part. But I see like all these posts about, oh, these toxic positivity people. And it's like, yeah, but there's some awareness and some accountability on your part too. So insofar as you're like, don't pour all your positivity on me, you know, I don't want to hear that bullshit, right? Um... The, the, the same is true in return. The same is true in reverse, which is that there's only a certain amount of your griping and your moaning and your uh, begrudging of life that people want to hear. There's only but so much. And I'm sorry that this may um, actually offend some people or you may feel a way about me saying this, but just like you don't want tons of positivity heaped on you people who have done the work and gotten themselves to that balanced place that little piece of nirvana and again I I have to you know really just emphasize that it doesn't mean they live there 24 7 it just really means that they figured out how to maintain it on a pretty regular basis but that being said nobody wants to hear your moaning all day every day now everybody's entitled to human moments so when things are going crappy in your life when shit isn't aligning like please grab a hold to your nearest soul family member friend family that you trust that you trust with your mind body and soul and get the support that you need like totally lean in but understand that even within the scheme of that leaning in on those people, there is too much. There is too much misery that it becomes uncomfortable for the person who has figured it out. There is enough or too much misery that when you haven't moved yourself beyond the the bare emotion of misery to something more productive, to a more productive feeling, that that becomes a burden to them too. And so for some people, the way they'll cope with you is either they're going to just heap positivity on you in hopes that you will catch a vibe, shift or change, right? Based on the influence, or you have people who will just cut you off because they're highly sensitive to that sort of energy and 
haven't also figured out how to not absorb that sort of energy when you give it off. Those would be the camp of empaths and highly sensitive people. I'd be one of them. Um, I've only just maybe recently come to understand that that's what I am and I am learning how to not absorb people's energies because I do do a lot of work with people especially through mindfulness and meditation and those modalities take you really deep and open you up to receiving a lot of energy that perhaps you wouldn't like normally absorb and so that's my personal battle right but I can tell you from experience um, with myself and just knowing other people in my circle who have really done a lot of really hard work to get themselves to a point where they're pretty balanced. They're pretty happy for all intents and purposes. Um, you know, pretty grateful for life, have gone through, you know, what we call like the dark night of the soul to a certain degree. And um, just have figured some things out, just have a different level of intelligence and um, wisdom at their disposal for why things happen the way they do in life. And it's like, for me, I wish I could bottle that knowledge, that wisdom, that ability to move beyond a singular feeling to something more productive and just offer it out to those that I see that suffer. Um, but I, I know, I know personally that doing that would never help them because they really have to go through this journey themselves. They've really got to figure it out for themselves. They've really got to be tired, like really sick and tired of being down on themselves. They've got to be sick and tired of being miserable. They've got to be sick and tired of being in a place of bewilderment. They've got to be sick and tired of procrastinating. They've got to be sick and tired of so many different things, whatever that thing is that's holding them back from recognizing just how boundless and infinite their existence is and how so much of what they feel um is not something that you really need to buy into or give a whole lot of credence to. So it's like, yeah, feel things. I'm not saying dismiss it. Feel it and feel it deeply. Um, think things and think deeply. I'm a huge proponent of that. But there's a time where you've got to see a thought and let it pass. <clears throat> Almost as if it's come to visit you as like an unwanted relative or a friend you don't, you know, somebody from your past that you don't care to run into anymore. You know, it, it's like, for me, hey, overthinking, I see you. I see you. I acknowledge you. But I'm going to let you pass because we don't do that here anymore, right? Or, you know, hey, fear, I know you're going to be here. Every time I level up, I know you're going to be here. You're going to tell me that I can't do the very thing that I want to do, that I know I'm capable of doing, but I'm going to see you, I'm going to acknowledge you, and I'm going to let you pass, right? 
And it's like, it's those components. You've got to see those things that are blocking you and you've got to acknowledge them consciously and then you've got to release them, right? So I'm gonna repeat that. <laughs> you have to, you have to see these things, these blockages that are keeping you from your greatness. You have to acknowledge them consciously and then let them go, right? And it's when we can do that like many times over and over again and it might seem exhausting and on some days it may be uber exhausting and then that means we've got to take care of ourselves and that's where self-care and those things come into play. But you have to do that to not be passing your misery on. To not, one, be miserable because that's not what you're here to do, right? And two, to not be passing on your misery. Nobody, and so here's another thing that I'm going to say that no one's going to love, but it's true all the same. Nobody owes you shit. Nobody owes you shit, right? Your friends don't owe you their ear every time you have an episode. Your friends don't owe you advice every time you have an episode over the same exact issue, problem, concern, right? Nobody owes you a day of misery in your world just because you're miserable. No one's life needs to be diminished from its greatness because you're miserable. You are not owed shit. And while I am a huge advocate for mental health and I know how debilitating it can be, those that are even in that struggle even understand or those that are in a mental health struggle with awareness of themselves and how it impacts the people around them, they understand very well that that is their struggle and that they are accountable for doing whatever they need to to feel better, whether that be meditation, mindfulness, breathing, medication, whatever that is, you need to do that so that you aren't being a burden to the people around you, right? That's this this is what this is, right? And it doesn't mean you're a burden like in in the worst way. The people around you want you to be happy. They love you. I mean, not everybody, but let's just keep this on the positive tip of things, right? People who love you want to see you well. They want to see you well. They want to see you thriving. They want to see you doing good, right? And it doesn't matter. Again, this is not about every day I'm happy. Every day I'm I'm pooping rainbows and freaking unicorns. This is not what I'm saying. We all have our days. We all kind of vacillate to some degree. But I, I'm what I'm saying is when 80 to 90% of your days on this earth where the sun rises and sets majestically are misery or filled with misery, you've got to sit back and really objectively check with yourself, right? You have to really sit with yourself and objectively say, what do I need to be accountable to? What deep work do I need to be doing? What are the aspects of my life that maybe need more balance? Because 
it's usually in those moments and this is true even if you are the kind of person who has a mental health situation who is medicated right or you have to be on medication to balance it all out still it means it the the imbalance in your hormones or you know your brain or whatever probably also equates to some imbalance in your life period so we all need to always be doing like a self-checkup of our lives and looking at things holistically like where am I straining myself too much where am I paying my attention where am I putting my attention too much whereas I should have my attention on other things how am I letting my thoughts you know kind of um, make me a slave you know what I mean? Like, how am I being a slave to my thoughts? How am I being a slave to my emotions? Um, you know, how am I being a slave to my life, too, right? There are circumstances in life that happen. Some of them are not the best, not the greatest. Are you being a slave to that? Or are you incrementally trying to find ways to get yourself out of those realities, it's an ongoing process. So when I say these things and I share these tips, it's not like you need to have this overnight. And I'm definitely not looking down on you for not having this all together. I continue to sift through all of these themes all the time. But I am, I have to say, in a very balanced place, probably the most balanced I've ever been. And I expect to be more balanced in the future I don't ever want my friends to feel like I'm not making progress and that I'm willing to stay in a certain space and time for too long to the point that I ever become a burden to them. I never want my romantic partner um, to feel like, you know, I'm a burden to them long term, you know, because I am not being accountable to my own states of misery and my own narratives and my own shit <laughs> right and so eventually if we can get people to start thinking like this it's like everybody comes to the table accountable for what they're handling what they're dealing with we can talk about it we can support one another we can cheer each other on we can share our best practices if that person missed the memo the first time and we can all grow from this like really rich emotional place together um, not in perfection very much in imperfection but all the same we're progressing but it's like when you just think because you have chosen and it is a choice you have chosen to be miserable or you feel like life is doing a thing to you because you are whomever and so you choose that misery or you choose to live in that cloud of darkness and misery just understand that when people distance themselves because you have either leaned in too much or when people just don't want to hear or deal with it because you're trying to keep their own positivity up you can't be mad you can't be mad at the people who are around here skipping around like fairies you know spreading love and light you can't be mad at them 
Now, if they are just somebody that lacks awareness for other realities, well, you may need to distance yourself from them too. And that is valid as well. But again, speaking as a person who has really done work and continues to do a whole lot of work to really keep myself in a state of really looking at things from the perspective of life's pretty damn grand, I'm not going to put myself in any situations in which I feel I'm going to be made to be to feel miserable. I'm just not. I'm not putting myself in social situations where I feel like I'm going to be miserable. I'm not going to put myself around people who I don't feel the highest states of euphoria with. I'm not going to settle for um, lack of emotionality and vulnerability and a whole host of other things in my romantic relationship just because somebody else can't reach that place. I'm not going to do that. These are just like a few of the things that I personally just can't do given where I've elevated myself to in life. I can hold space for you and I can wish you well and I can pray for you and I can meditate on your situation, but I'm not going to, if I know that your misery is going to affect me in a negative way, I owe it to myself to not allow myself to have to absorb that energy from you. So I I did this little episode because I do think that there are some troubling narratives out there on both ends of both camps with regard to mental health, you know, people's suffering, people's misery, and you know, how it all plays out as we all try to figure it out. The deal that I'll, I mean, the deal that's at play and what I'll leave you with to ponder is At scale, people are just suffering a lot. And I think maybe in the next episode, I'll talk a little bit about the work I've been doing with mindfulness, um, working with certain populations of people. People are suffering more than you know. It is, it's bad. It's the reason why right now here in New York, just about every week we're hearing of multiple police officers who have committed suicide just in the past three to four weeks. Extremely sad. It makes me so, so sad for them, for their lives, for their families. But it's a wake-up call to how much people are suffering, right? When I was in my technology cohort last year, one of the stats that startled me was this whole thing about loneliness and how 50% of adults are living by themselves. We are human beings, a species, an animal of sorts. We are not made to be by ourselves for long periods of time. I don't care how curmudgeonly you are, how much you hate your fellow humans, because I tend to hate other humans at times too. People need people, right? And so when you really think about like, all of the different variables that are going on in terms of like, you know, especially here in the U.S., being overworked, being underpaid, um, high amounts of financial burden, uh, you know, broken relationships because of all of those things, um, you know, broken families, mental health issues. Like, there's no wonder 
mental health issues are on the rise. There's no wonder that suffering is, a, is something we're going to have to think about going into the 2020s and the new decade. There's no wonder that there's so much misery to go around. Why is this a shock? It shouldn't be. So, you know, I, I think what I want to leave you with is on both ends of the spectrum, there has to be a level of awareness around what you're projecting out there. And there also has to be some empathy on both ends, right? Everybody doesn't want to shit and poop your rainbows every dang on day. That's just not life. And to the same degree, nobody wants to have to ingest your misery every damn day. That is something you need to be accountable to. So I think what it is, is we all just need to be holding space for each other, be a little bit more understanding of where people are at and try to like, we all need to just try to meet each other where we're at day to day as best as we can and stop passing judgment because in all situations, we've all been on these varying ends of the spectrum and extremes and we're all trying to get to center. So let's all get to center. And on that note, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to continue watching the sun warm up the earth. And I will catch you on the next Growth on My Terms podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye. Yeah.